Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to his wonderful name. The name of Jesus. Name above all names. The glorious Lord and King. That we focus on him. Yes, we pray about what's going on in the world. But we don't focus on this world. We focus on Jesus. It is time to look to Jesus. He is our deliverer and our redeemer. He is the one who died for you. Oh, focus on the Lord Jesus. Get yourself out of the way and focus on Jesus. Get this world out of the way and focus on Jesus. Get the things of this world out of the way and focus on Jesus. Let us not be distracted or deceived, brothers and sisters. Oh, yes. God gives us things to pray about. But let's not lose our focus. Let's focus on Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah to his wonderful name. Join me in prayer, brothers and sisters, as we start this. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, name above all names, that we we focus on the soon-coming king. Hallelujah. Lord, that these things happening. And as these things are happening, we know what you told us to do. You told us to watch and pray, that we be obedient, O oh Lord. Yes, we be obedient. But we don't focus on these things. We focus on you, Lord. We focus on you, Lord. Lord, we focus on the one who has defeated the enemy. He is a defeated enemy. He is a defeated foe. You are glorious and mighty. Hallelujah. There is many more for us than who is against us. Oh, Lord, that we can stand in the authority of you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your wonderful name. Know who we are in Christ. Oh, Lord, we pray you help us. Lord, we pray you guide us. We pray, Lord, that you watch over and protect us. Lord, we just pray that you come and that you join us and that we honor and praise you, Lord, and that we glorify and worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We pray you would draw in the people. Lord, we pray you would watch over the connections and the airways. We pray the applied blood of Jesus over our hearts and minds. Oh, Father, we just praise and honor you tonight. And we thank you and give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and I mean in worship. Amen. I feel it in the wind you're about to ride You said that you would pour your spirit out I was pointing at You said that you would fall on sons and daughters So
Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Shalom, shalom. Welcome the Lord to our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Sis Brenda Gale, Brother Al, Sis Brenda, Brother J. Mike, Brother Jeremy. Welcome, Brother Jeremy. The Lord's hour. Brother Javon, Marietta, Brother Kowal Jawadi, and Sis Sunshine. Welcome, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. The body of Christ coming together in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise is one of the names. Well, the message tonight was set up as the Lord is showing again the contrast, that there's a contrast between light and darkness, good and evil. And this one tonight, the message is the difference, are you sinners or saints? Sinners or saints, the Lord is saying. And tonight, the Lord, I was looking to see what time, getting ready to open the Lord's hour. And the number, here's a new number, 644. 644, and I could hear the Lord clearly say, man, judgment. Man, judgment is upon him. So someone out there I know needs to hear this message because your eternal destiny is before you. Eternal destiny is before you because man, judgment, the judgment of this world is coming very, very, very soon, as the Lord has said. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's get to the, the message here, brothers and sisters. Sinners or saints? Shalom, brothers and sisters. Thank God for mercy, for grace and mercy. Where would we be with where would we be without his unfailing love and forgiveness? Brothers and sisters, as we face trials and temptations daily, we have someone to turn to. The Lord Jesus knows what we face every day. He knows that we should increase as it will this will increase as we get closer and closer to the end of the day. The enemy will come at you with all he has to tempt you and attack you because you are, my brothers and sisters, are the light and you are servants of God. We have the message of salvation and hope living in us. He wants us silent. He wants us thinking about our own selves. We have to be alert these days, brothers and sisters. We have to be on guard daily. The devil comes as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. As a roaring lion. He comes as a slimy, sneaky serpent. He comes as an angel of light. He comes against brothers and sisters, to keep us from sharing the truth, from keeping us from sharing the gospel, the best news that is being spoken for today, these last days. God the Father says, I am speaking in these last days through my son. In the Old Testament, he spoke through Moses and the prophets. But these days, he is speaking through his son, Yeshua Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, what makes us safe? The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters. Listen to him intently. Listen to him when he tells you, you don't do that. Don't watch that. Don't listen to that. Here, brothers and sisters, children of God, the Lord has a message for you. Listen and discern and confirm this message through his word and prayer. He is speaking 
in these last days to all who will hear and take heed. He uses each one of us as his servants and vessels to share his word, his revelation, and truth. Amen? Father, I pray that I bring this word from you in the Lord Jesus as you spoke to share with the body, your body, in your church. Praying that anyone lost, seeking, will hear your word and hear your love and passion that you have for each one of them. Lead me, I pray, Holy Spirit, as I share this word and this message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. When he tells you to do this, my son or daughter, watch this for your for you are a watchman in these last days. Listen to my word. Speak my word. Share the truth. And do not compromise. My children, follow me. Stay on the path to life. Yes, I know what you're facing now. The enemy will try to remind you of your past. And he'll come against you where you are weakest. Be encouraged, my children. You who are born again. Who love and trust me with your life. Your past and old sinful lifestyle is gone. It is under the blood. My blood. The blood I shed for you at Calvary. Let no man deceive you. My blood covers a multitude of sins. My children, you walk in the newest of life. Because I have changed your heart and mind. Your past sin and life is far as the east is from the west. Your sin is in the sea of forgetfulness. I will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. The only one who wants you thinking about your past sins are the things that so easily entangle you because you still have the flesh is the devil. My children, I walked on this world. I walked in your shoes, so I could understand you, to understand what you face and go through. The devil wants you down and distracted. He wants you doubting. Be not deceived, my sons and daughters. I know you deal with this flesh daily. I know you can stumble and even sin. My children, know this. You being born again, Filled with my Holy Spirit, there is a difference now in your life. You have an advocate before God the Father. It is me, my children. When you realize what you have done and truly repent, when you turn away from that sin, turn back to me, it is forgiven. When the devil accuses you, for he is the accuser of the brethren, I tell him, he or she is my child. They are born again. They are under my blood. They are forgiven. Satan, when my father sees them, he sees me, his son. They have garments of salvation on. They have my robes of righteousness on. Then, my children, he has to turn and leave, for he has no case against you. My children, because of my love and grace, even When you are faithless, I am faithful. Why? Well, I mean, what do, what I do for you is eternal. Trust me. Listen to my Holy Spirit to help you go through daily life. As I told my disciples and tell you now, 
I did not leave you comfortless. I am right there with you. By my mighty Holy Spirit, call unto me, all weak and heavy laden. Call unto me when you come into divers temptations. You can overcome my children daily because I have made it possible. What is impossible for man is possible for God. So in this time, as you go through trials and tests, be encouraged. You do not face anything alone. I am there with you. My children, listen to the message tonight from my son, Buddy, and my daughter, Brenda. They have heard from me. They have faced what I'm talking about in this message. You all do, and this, what you face, will not be much longer. But you need to go through this to be my witnesses in the world so the sinners can see that you can face this world because you overcome, because I have overcome the world. I have overcome all men's sin. I have defeated your adversary, the devil. I have defeated your mortal enemy, sin, death, and the grave. I am the victorious warrior. I am the resurrection and life to each of you. My children, you are my children, you are sons and daughters of the Most High. You are my servants and witnesses to the truth. You are saints, called out ones for me. Take heed for what I have shared with you now as you be still and know that I am God. You now, sitting at my feet, listen to what I say to you through my word as the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. So be encouraged, my children, my church, my bride. Keep the faith, set fast. Look to me. I am the author and finisher of your faith. Keep looking for me. I am coming quickly. Rejoice, my children, rejoice. Your redemption from this lost, dying world is upon you now. Trust me. Be alone. So many have spoken, and man tries to know my ways and my times. Only the saints, you, my children, will know. Because you are not in darkness, you walk in the light. Trust me, and trust my perfect way and time. I am in total control. Shalom, amen, Yeshua, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Praise his name. Glory to God for his word and revelation. As he speaks in these last days, so we know he is speaking truth and that he is in total control. Amen? Scripture references, as always. Amen? Zephaniah 3.17. Zephaniah 3.17. The first scripture reference to this word. Zephaniah 3.17. Hallelujah. A little book. They call a minor prophet, but powerful words. The Lord your God is in the midst of you. Amen. As they said, who is coming? Emmanuel. God is with us. Amen. A mighty one, a Savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love. He will be silent. And make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exhort over you with singing. Amen. Hallelujah. 
The next scripture is 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, verses 11 through 13. Oh, praise your name, Lord. Thank you for your mighty word. Hallelujah. Verse 11. This is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, true to his word and his righteous character. For he cannot deny himself. Do you hear the words of the Lord? He cannot deny himself. Who are you? You in the chat room, you who are listening, speak. Who are you? Are you the body of Christ? Are you the church, the bride? He will not deny you. Oh, don't listen to the lies of the devil or man. Jesus will not deny you because you are his body. Oh, glory to his name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Woo, praise the Lord, the presence of the Lord in his great presence. Hallelujah. First John 1. First John Chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. God is the light. We do not walk in darkness, brothers and sisters. We walk in the light of God. Amen. The true living God. Not some statue. Not something made by man's hand. Oh, no, no. Glorious and mighty, all eternal. The living God, the creator, the glorious one. The Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Praise his wonderful name. Oh, no one else deserves any praise but him. Hallelujah. Verse 5. This is the message of God's promised revelation. We have heard from him and now announce to you that God is light. He is holy. His message is truthful. He is perfect in righteousness. And in him there is no darkness of, at all. No sin. No wickedness, no imperfection. Do you think you have any way in the world to approach the true living God, the glorious Father God, in your own righteousness? No way. No way. The only way we approach the in glory is through the Lord Jesus and by his blood he poured out for us. That's the only way. Like I say, do not be distracted. Make sure your focus is on him, for he is the only way to heaven. He is the only way. Hallelujah. Praise his name. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is, light each and every day in conformity with the precepts of God, the word of God, the word of God, who is the Word of God? Who is the living Word of God? It's Jesus, amen? Hallelujah. Oh, praise his name. As he himself is in the light, we have true, unbroken fellowship with one another. He is with us and we with him. You're welcome here, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you are here with us. As two or three gather together in my name, the Lord said, there I am. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're welcome here. At your Lord's hour. At your Lord's hour. Hallelujah. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses 
means all. Amen? By erasing, listen to this, the stain of sin, keeping us cleansed from sin in all its forms and manifestations, glory to God. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves, and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts, God have mercy. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, I mean confess our sins, faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually, hallelujah, from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. If we say that we have not sinned, refusing to admit the acts of sin, we make him out to be a liar by contradicting him and his word is not in it. And this is what the Lord is saying too. Be awake and listen. So the one out there saying that we do not need to repent, what is missing from their Missing from this, uh, missing from them according to the word of God, but God's word. By God's word, this is what it says. Not me, but by God's word. But <laughs> praise God, we're lined up. We're lined up with God's word. This verse right here, verse ten. His word is not in us. That's it. So I would encourage any of you out there that they think you do not need to repent and ask God to forgive us of our sins as it happened each day in our life, yet we, with our changed life, being born again, sin does not control us. But we still stumble and sin still. Amen? I mean, right here in the first book of John, John is dealing with the same doctrine of you don't have to repent. The devil is still using the same old lies today, too. John here is mainly speaking to believers, brothers and sisters. We, too, are believers who are born again, but still deal with the sinful nature. Glory to God. He has given us the victory. This does not control us anymore. Amen? We do sin by thought or deed. We confess our sin and repent, and the Lord Jesus will forgive us. Amen? By his word, his promises. Amen? We serve a true living God who does not break his promises. Hallelujah. Take courage, brothers and sisters. We face temptation and trials daily, but we can overcome and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to the Lord tonight. That might get excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. Get excited about all the stuff going on in the world. Let's focus on this. Get excited about Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Focus on him tonight. We understand that these writings were letters. They have been made into the form of a book to understand it easier. Amen? So John continues right from where he was in chapter 1. Amen? So let's continue to 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Christ is our advocate, just like he said in his revelation. And here's the word. My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate. Hallelujah. 
who will intercede for us with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And he, the same Jesus, is the appropriation for our sins, the atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that we would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature, our worldliness, our lifestyle, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of all the believers throughout the whole world. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Where will we be without you in our life? Amen. The last scripture reference for this revelation is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4 through uh, 5. 4 and 5, excuse me. 4 and 5. Hallelujah. Praise his name. But you, believers, all who believe in Christ as Savior and acknowledge him as God's Son, are not in spiritual darkness, nor held by his power, that the day of judgment would overtake you by surprise like a thief. For you are sons of light and sons of day. We do not belong to the night nor the darkness, thank God. The Lord is saying, he will come as a thief to the ones who walk in darkness. But you, his children, are not in darkness. You walk in the light of God. So his coming will not catch you off guard. You will sense it in your spirit. I am sure many of you are sensing the urgency right now as the Holy Spirit's letting us know in preparing for his coming. Amen? Let's just trust him. Don't worry about the days and hours. Just know that as each day goes by, we are closer to going home with him. Amen? The Lord is saying, share one more scripture to confirm this kind of attitude to have. Amen? Matthew 6, 33 and 34. Does that sound familiar, my darling? Amen. But first, and most importantly, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his ways of doing and being right, and the attitude and character of God. And all these things will be given to you also. And this is from the Lord. This is him speaking. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. A day at a time, brothers and sisters, yes, we are to be watching and praying as we see what is coming on the earth now. Praying for the brethren, praying for the lost, praying for mercy as the birth pains intensify. Amen? Okay, let's look at and study the difference in the lifestyles of a sinner and the saint. This is the key. A sinner is continually sinning, but a saint does not. Amen? We do still sin, but we do not in any way or should have a lifestyle of sin. If you are truly born again, when you sin as a sinner, you just take water. It's, you just you just take water on. You t- just take it. Excuse me. You just take it 
on his back. So as a sinner, you'll sin because it is his or she or your or, or her nature. Amen. So what does sinner mean? Now listen to this. The definition of a sinner: a person who sins. Well, that's pretty simple. Isn't it? A person who sins, and here's the other one: a transgressor. Very simple. A person who continues to sin in their life daily. They transgress God's laws and ways. God have mercy. The other thing you know about this, that God's wrath is upon is upon ones who reject Christ. God have mercy. Let's look at sinners in the word of God. Genesis Look, listen to the scripture reference as we know what we know about Luciferians and Illuminati. Listen to the scripture reference. Genesis 13, 13. Listen to that scripture reference. You heard that number lately? But the men of Sodom, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord. Exceedingly. God have mercy. So they are wicked and sin exceedingly. That means a bunch, a lifestyle. That is what this is saying, amen? Psalms 1-1. Psalms 1-1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. They are ungodly and scornful. Sounds familiar of the people hear about we hear about today in the news daily. Amen. Songs one verse five. Songs one verse five. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Is a reference to the ending of life of a sinner. He or she will not stand in God's presence and in their judgment. God have mercy. You remember what it says in Philippians. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms 104, verse 35. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Sinners will be consumed, and the wicked be no more. God have mercy. God have mercy on these lost souls. O Lord, that you open their eyes. That you open their eyes and their hearts, Lord. Know what kind of path they're on as being a sinner. A path to destruction, the Holy Spirit says. A path to destruction. Proverbs 13, verse 21. Proverbs 13, verse 21. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. Evil pursueth the sinners? <laughs> Let me ask you a question, all out there listening. Do you want evil pursuing you daily? I am sure the answer is no. 
There is a way out of it. It is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a doctrine, not religion, not ritual or works, but only through a person. Jesus Christ, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Amen? Isaiah 1, verse 28. Isaiah 1, verse 28. And the destruction of the transgressors and of the sinners shall be together. And they that forsake the Lord shall be consumed. Destruction for sinners, God have mercy. Isaiah 13, verse 9. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. Isaiah 13, verse 9. Hallelujah. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Judgment is coming unto all who are sinners. Woe unto all who call good evil and evil good. Woe unto you who forsake your Lord and Creator. Woe unto you who worship the creation and not the Creator. God have mercy. Judgment is coming. Just look around you. Look what's going on in the world. Judgment is coming. The King of glory, who is the righteous, just is coming. Repent, all you sinners. The righteous judge is coming. Hallelujah. Why does your master eat with tax collectors? 
Jesus heard this, he said, Those who are healthy have no need for a physician, but only those who are sick go and learn what this scripture means. I desire compassion for those in distress and not animal sacrifice. For I did not come to call repentance the self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to change, but sinners, those who recognize their sin and actively seek forgiveness. Look what the Lord says at the end of this verse. So more revealed by being opened up, by being amplified. The key is this. But sinners, but sinners, those who recognize their sin and actively seek forgiveness. You have to recognize that you are a sinner and you need Jesus as your Savior. Just like he says in the book of Revelation, Revelation 3, verse 20. Revelation 3, verse 20. Hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, such an urgency. Urgency about these messages. This could be the last one, brothers and sisters. This could be the last one. Amen? Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him, and he with me. This is what he is doing now. By the Holy Spirit in these last days, you out there needing a Savior, one seeking hope and peace, seeking freedom from this world, seeking freedom from bondage and chains that bind your heart and mind, call to him, Jesus, the whole one who will forgive you and your sin will set you free from sin and Satan. He will change you from being a sinner to become a saint. Hallelujah. Luke 15, verse 1. Luke 15, verse 1. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. You need to do the same as these publicans and sinners. Hear him tonight. Amen. And one other point I make out is you see, when Jesus went to Matthew and he went to his house that was supposed to be with sinners and publicans, did you see who was upset and rebuking him? It was supposed to be the ones who knew God. It was supposed to be the ones who knew God's heart. Not as a judge but to care for people and care that they were hurting and lost. It was the self-righteous, the prideful, saying, I have made it. I am it. Well, that's the problem. You think you've made it? Well, you have not made nothing without Jesus. Only through him. It is like the time when uh, James and John was upset at people for something. I remember the scripture right now. But he says, Lord, let's call fire down from heaven. Let's call fire down from heaven on these people. And the Lord says, you do not know what spirit I am. 
I've come to save, not to destroy. And that's what he's done. He has come to save, not to destroy. He is the righteous judge. And yes, we're getting close to the end of the great time. And people need to realize that. This is the this is the valley of decision. This is the time to make a decision that means what happens to you in eternity. Not this temporal life. Oh, we're grateful for the blessings in the presence of the Lord as we are in these in this temporal life now. But there's something more profound that's coming down the road, and that's called eternity. Any kind of grasp what that is? Only by his word and what the spirit has shown us, and we just see in part. We don't see the whole pit, the whole picture. We just see what the Lord reveals. And what he reveals is so magnificent. It's so beautiful. It's so awesome. There's not even words to describe it sometimes. We're just in awe of him. We're just in awe of the kingdom of heaven. And as the revelations of the other plagues, we're in dread. We're in fear for the lost souls. We're in anguish and crying out and praying that they will make the right decision, that we plead with them. Come to Jesus. He's the only way. It don't matter what man says. It don't know what proclaimed men that say uh, that they, they represent Christ but they're really representing religion, say. It is the ones that are preaching this gospel. Jesus came. That Jesus was a man. That Jesus lived and showed the, showed, showed the, showed the glory of God. And then he went to the cross. He became the sacrifice, the Lamb of God, for all sinners, for all of us that were lost, that we all were on the road to hell because of our lifestyle of sin. And that we could no way match the character of God, that we couldn't even approach him that we needed a Savior. And that's who Jesus is. He poured out his life and his blood, and that on the third day he rose again. And that we are to realize who we are, and that we are to turn and change. That's what repent means. Turn and change away from a sinful lifestyle, and turn to Jesus to get into a righteous lifestyle, because he is the only one that can sustain you in that kind of lifestyle. Amen? Hallelujah. Romans 5, verse 19. Romans 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Just one. One man. But that man had what God gave him, all authority over the created world. So by that by this, by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous, thank God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being obedient, even obedient to the death on a cross. This obedience to God makes you sinners. 
disobedience to God makes you sinners. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for righteous man, but for lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. We see more of the character of sinners. God have mercy. First Timothy 1, verse 15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of exception, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, thank God, of whom I am a chief. There is hope for all of us. If Paul calls himself chief sinner and Jesus has forgiven and saved him, there is great hope for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. An example. Hallelujah. James 4, verse 8. James 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. This you need to do, all sinners. This is clearly a picture of repenting. Amen? Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 19 through 21. We thank you, Lord, for revealing the truth. Lord, we thank you for revealing the kind of nature that there is of man. Hallelujah. And that you are the one that changed our nature and who we are. Praise God. Now, the practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsible lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissension, factions that promote heresy, envy, drunkenness, righteous behavior, other things like these. I warn you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You see the key here is practice. You see the key here is practice. It is to have a lifestyle like this described. If you have a life like life like this and never repent and receive what God has done through his son Jesus Christ, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will go to a place that this kind of lifestyle for eternity is called hell. God have mercy. It's serious business. That's why we're talking about it. The Lord wants people to know. Do you know he talked about hell twice as much as he did about heaven? Because he don't want nobody to go there. God have mercy. Ooh, God. Ooh, your presence. Oh, you get overwhelmed. Overwhelmed what this means. Second Timothy three, verses one through five. 
Because we see this daily, brothers and sisters. We see it on TV. We see it out in the news. We see it on YouTube. We see it at Facebook. We see it in daily life. God of mercy. Second Timothy. Chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Difficult, difficult times will come. Sin running rampant as sinners grow hard and colder. Verse uh, 1. But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come. Difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, narcissists, self-focused. Lovers of money, impaled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revelers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. And they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, callous and inhuman, irreconcilable, malicious gossip, devoid of self-control. Intemperate, immoral, ruder, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outwardness, of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. This means we are not to hang out or follow them around in this kind of lifestyle. But like the Lord did, we are to witness to them with our lifestyle of righteousness daily. Amen? Now, let's go to Jude. Jude 15 and 16. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jude 15 and 16. Verse 15. To execute judgment upon all, and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly deeds they have done in ungodly way, and all the harsh and cruel things ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Spoken against who? Not us, brothers and sisters. Against who? Against him. Against Jesus. Speak a word against you, and you have him living inside you. They are doing it toward Jesus more than they are to you. These people are habitual murmurers, griping and complaining, following after their own desires, controlled by passion to speak arrogantly. Pretending admiration and flattering people to gain an advantage. God have mercy. Praying that they come to Jesus before it's too late. For the ones of these days or nights, we will not be here anymore. This message of truth and hope will not be spoken by God's people no more. Because he has taken us home. The saints of God, that day is coming. Amen. Leave you with this so you can make a wise decision, eternal decision. Make the right choice, I pray. This is what you'll face 
and you choose to stay lost and a sinner. The final judgment. Revelation 20. Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. And they saw a white, a great white throne, and him who seated upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. For this heaven and earth are passing away. And I saw the dead, the great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as written in the book. That is everything done while on earth. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. And the death and Hades, the realm of the dead, surrendered the dead, were in them. And they were judged and sentenced, every one according to their deeds. Then death and Hades, the realm of the dead, were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire, the eternal separation from God. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was hurled into the lake of fire. God have mercy. All I can say, good news he does he, he does right now. The good news he does right now. But one other thing I noticed as we're reading this word, did you notice something? These ones they're talking about, these lost and sinners, they're talked about as dead. We serve God of life. We're not dead. We're talked about when it talks about when someone dies, Jesus said they're just asleep. These people are dead. That's the difference. God gives us life. People are sinners and lost are dead. In fact, they're like that movie on that show, a lot of them like walking dead. Walking dead. God of mercy. Now, let's get to the good news. Amen? I say good news. He does right now. Hallelujah. The word of faith brings salvation. The word of faith brings salvation. Romans 10. Romans 10, 8 through 10. You out there that have heard this and understand that without Jesus, you don't have a hope. And your destination is hell. It's simple put. It's not glamorous. It's not pretty. But it's real. But what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message, the basis of faith which we preach. We're preaching right now. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, recognize his power, authority, and majesty of God. And believe in your heart that Christ, I mean, excuse me, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is, being made righteous, being freed of the guilt of sin, 
and made acceptable to God. Thank you, Lord. And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. He is near now. He is here now. He is the living word of God. So you can believe and have faith in him, in his word, in promises tonight. Just call out to him. Open your heart's door and let him in. You will never be the same. Amen. So now we see about being sinners. Now as the spirit leads, let's see about being saints. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, the references are much more about being saints instead of sinners. Amen? So God wants us to know what he truly wants you to be, each of his created children. In fact, this should be your destiny. Our Savior and Lord has made it possible. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you truly realize that in your hearts, and when you know that you know what that truly means, you will be at peace. You will be able to sleep peacefully and fear not this world of any, or any man. Amen? The meaning of saint. A person of great holiness, virtue, and benevolence. You are holy, true, and loving. Amen? Deuteronomy 33, verse 3. There's a good number. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's 333 means great. Hallelujah. Yea, he loved the people. All the saints are in thy hand, and they set down at thy feet. Everyone shall receive thy words, just like Mary did, setting at Jesus' feet. Amen. Characteristic Psalm 16. Verse 3, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight, amen, the light of the Lord comes to us all who are saints. Hallelujah. Psalms 30, verse 4. Psalms 30, verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his. And give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. We are to sing unto the Lord. We are to give thanks at his saints. Amen. Psalms 31, verse 23. Psalms 31, verse 23. Oh, love the Lord, all his saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer, who Love the Lord, all ye his saints. 34, verse 9. Psalms 34, verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is not want to them that fear him. Fear the Lord, ye his saints. That means respect and honor him. Be humble before him, not prideful, not self-righteous. Be humble before the Lord. Psalms 37, verse 28. 37, verse 28. 
For the Lord loveth judgment and forsaketh not his saints. Thank you, Lord. They are preserved. What's the next word there? What's the next word there? They are preserved forever. That's the word of God. That's his promises. Not mine, but his promises. They are preserved forever. Listen to the rest of it. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. Saints, you are preserved forever. Amen. Hallelujah. What else can you say? What an awesome God we serve. What a loving God we serve. Amen. Psalm 50, verse 5. Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather my saints, listen, gather my saints together unto me. Those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. You will be gathered in him all his saints. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 85, verse 8. Psalm 85, verse 8. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them turn, let them turn not again to folly. Peace to all his saints, amen, and a warning to us to let them not turn again to folly. What is folly? Listen to the word what folly is. The state or quality of being foolish, lack of understanding, or sense. A foolish action, practice, idea, and here's the last one, wickedness and wantedness. Be alert, brothers and sisters. Do not go back to that kind of lifestyle, or you will be left behind. God have mercy. You know, the other thing you think about, it says another song, A man who says there's no God is a fool. A man that says there's no true living God is a fool. Well, look at there. It's folly. It's foolishness. How do you think he got here? Oh, happenstance? To sort of throw up the dust in there and there you are? No. There was a creator. Almighty God. It don't matter what scientists says. It don't matter what professors say in school. They learned or blinded by their own foolish wisdom. Man's wisdom is foolishness to God. And God's wisdom is greater than any man. And it will be simple and easy to understand. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. No, 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 no. No, y'all, I mean... You know, ain't nothing against school and everything, but I'm telling you, I think it makes your path a lot harder with the Lord if you go into a learned situation with uh, self-righteous professors and ones that think they know it all and act like God himself. Just like in that movie, God's Not Dead, the man in the in the in the uh, professor in the class goes, "I'm God in this class." Well, that's self-proclaiming. That's called idolatry. God have mercy. 
That's arrogant. That's what the devil was. Arrogant. Prideful. That I'm it. I'm greater than everything. He falls flat on his face and loses. God have mercy on the ones who try to follow his path. There is no redemption for him. There's no redemption for the fallen angels. But there is a chance of redemption for all the created children of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You're right. You're right. That's right, Sister Marietta. The only educated disciple is the one who betrayed him. Judas. That's Sister Marietta put up. I didn't either. And you you got to think, well, here's one. What about Paul? What about Saul? What did God have to do to him? He had to knock him off the tile. He had to knock him down by himself. He was so arrogant and caught up with all the religious things that he learned and everything that he had to be knocked off his high horse going down the road by the presence of the Lord himself to get his attention. Look how brutal and mean these people are that are in Islam and all their stuff they study. I mean, you know, the words and written words and everything, it can be very mean without the Spirit of the Lord. Very mean. You just can't be in works and religion. It has to be life. There has to be life in it, baby. Jesus was the living word. Again, I say this book is, is, is ink and paper. The one who makes it come alive is the one who wrote it by the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for what you're showing us tonight. Praise his name. All right. Psalm 89, verse 5. Psalm 89, verse 5. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders. O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. You know, and I I say this, and I, I truly say this, you know. Everybody says it's so great to go to colleges and universities, but I tell you this, if I had my chance again, I wouldn't have let my children go to these these ungodly colleges and universities. I mean, they have been so indoctrinated and so lied to and deceived by man. And they're not even even the people they're Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's almost like like a trap. My my daughter or son are not even using what what they've been studying and all the money that we poured out. But I mean, I'm thankful what God's opened other doors for them. But they're not even using what they went to college for. But I can tell you, what I taught them when they were children and what they're fighting or, or what they're uh, dealing with in their lives now, no. I'd say stay away from these ungodly schools and ungodly colleges and universities and get by, just be like Mary. Get at the Lord's feet. All that we need is this word. Hallelujah. Uh, God. Simple man. I mean, Hughes and us, like me and Brenda, we're very simple people. I mean, most of y'all are simple. I know he can use people that are educated, but they have to be broken. We have to be broken, too. Hallelujah. To learn it in the education, it's so hard. It's so hard because they're prideful. They think, oh, I'm good. I'm really, I'm really educated. I'm very... I can stand on my own two feet. What does I need a Savior for? I can save myself. Does that sound familiar? That sounds like out of the pit of hell. Amen. And you got, I'm telling you now, as I'm talking about ungodly, I'm talking about even 
these so-called Christian schools and stuff. I'm telling you, it's not so good these days. God have mercy. All right, let's move on. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. Faithfulness to you, his saints. Amen. Psalm 97, verse 10. Psalm 97, verse 10. Yes, that love the Lord hate evil. Yea, that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Hallelujah. He delivers us out of the hand of the wicked. Amen. Ones who are saints. Psalms 145, verse 10. Psalm 145, verse 10. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. We are to bless the Lord. Amen. We are to bless the Lord. Psalm 149, verse 5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Be joyful. Sing aloud upon your beds, saints. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're rising up or when you're laying down, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Proverbs 2, verse 8. Proverbs 2, verse 8. He keepeth the path of judgment way of his saints. Hallelujah. Amen to that. Praise God. Daniel 7. Verse 18, Daniel 7, verse 18. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Daniel 7, 27. Daniel 7, 27. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Great word and promises of God. Amen. Oh, praise his name. Oh, his word is so powerful. In the New Testament, in the newborn church of Jesus was called saints. Acts 9, verse 32. Acts 9, verse 32. And it came to pass, as Peter passed throughout all quarters, he came down also to the saints that dwelt in Latia. Amen? Hallelujah. Romans 1, verse 7. Romans 1, verse 7. The Apostle Paul talking. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, Called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace and peace to you. It's saints. Romans 8, verse 27. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Get excited about who you are in Christ. Get excited about that. He called you saints. He that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints, according 
atheists and all the saints which are with them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Salute. Sis Brenda Gill. Salute, Brother Al. Salute, Sis Brenda. Salute the guests. Salute, Brother Javon. Salute, Sis Marietta. Salute, Mr. 2262. Salute, Kawhi Giovanni. Salute, Sis Sunshine. Salute, Tiff. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I salute you in the name of Jesus, as Apostle Paul did. Glory to his wonderful name. That you are saints of the Most High God, brothers and sisters. Realize who you are. Realize who you are. What he has made you is what the Lord wants you to know in these days and times. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 1, 2. 1 Corinthians 1, 2. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Can anybody out there tell me, are you sanctified in Christ Jesus? Just say amen in the chat room. Are you sanctified in Christ Jesus? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. With all that is in every place, call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Sanctify in Jesus Christ, you his saints. Amen. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 14, verse 33. Glory to the Lord. For, the, for God is not the author of confusion. But of me, as in all churches of the saints. No confusion, but peace in the church of the saints, the body of Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4. Praying us with much entreaty that we will receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of of the ministering to the saints. Fellowship and ministering to the saints. Amen. Ephesians 1, verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I've heard your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints. Love unto all you, his saints. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, everlasting love. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. Hallelujah. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in you, his saints. Ephesians 2, verse 19. Now, therefore, now listen to this, brothers and sisters. Listen to this word. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are in the household of God. We're fellow citizens of heaven. Hallelujah. We're not strangers or foreigners. 
about it, baby. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo-hoo. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the Lord in the highest. Praise his name. Ephesians 5, verse 3. But fornication and uncleanliness or covenantness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Amen. A warning to us is saints. Amen. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Ephesians 6, verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit for all saints. Amen. Colossians 1, verse 2. To the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ, which is in Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful brethren in Christ are his saints. Colossians 1, verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us to meet, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in what? Life. Hallelujah. There is no darkness in him. You are the light. You are the light of the world because Jesus shines in you, brothers and sisters. You are a light on a hill. You are a light like a lighthouse. Hallelujah. The light of God shines through you, through your eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. We are in his light, saints. Praise God. We are not in darkness. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 3. Verse 13, to the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. These days we live now, amen? Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be mired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day again, the days we live. First Timothy 5, verse 10. Well reported of, for the good works, if she have brought up children, if she had lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she have relieved the afflicted, if she diligently follows every good work, here, more characteristics of saints. Amen? Philemon, chapter 1, verse 5. Hearing of the love and faith which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus and toward all his saints. We have to love, we have to have love toward all saints. Amen. Jude 1, verse 3. Jude 1, or Jude, beloved, when I gave you all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, 
It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Common salvation to his saints. Amen. Praise God. Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. And when he had taken the book, and the four beasts, and the four and twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are prayers of saints. Prayers are vials of full of odors of all his saints. Revelation 8, verse 3. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with prayers of the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Revelation 8.4 And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended before God out of the angel's hand. Hallelujah. Amen. Our prayers are very special in heaven. Revelation 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God in the face of Jesus. Here is our patience, saints. Keep in God's command and faith in Jesus. Amen? Brothers and sisters, the bride and saints are all in one. Marriage of the Lamb. I do believe it's Revelation 19. I forgot that, but I think it is. Revelation 19, verse 6. Then I heard something like the shout of a vast multitude and like a boom of many bounding waves like a roar of many pearls of thunder, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, Ruler of all reigns, let us rejoice and shout for joy. Let us give him glory, honor, for the marriage of the Lamb has come at last, and his bride, the redeemed, has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in fine linen, dazzling white and clean. For the fine linen signifies the righteous act of the faith. The ethical conduct, personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character of the believers. Leave you with this contrast as the Lord is showing all tonight. The last section of Scripture shows two choices. You have to choose today, for today is the day of salvation. There is coming a day it will be hard to receive salvation. Receive him now as he is close. Now listen to these two choices and the contrast between sinners and saints. Amen? Revelation chapter 21, 5 through 7. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Also he said, Write, for these words are faithful and true. They are accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the one who thirsts I will give water from the fountain of water of life without cost. 
he who overcomes the word by adhering faithfully to Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, will inherit these things. And I will be his God, and he will be my son. Glory to God. This is for the saints, the ones who love and believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. Amen? 1 Peter 2.9. 1 Peter 2.9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set at liberty, that ye shouldn't show forth the virtues of him and have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Saints of God, hallelujah. Now here is the outcome of sinners. Oh God, I plead, I plead with you, don't go down this road. It ain't worth a season of sinning. But as for the cowards and the unbelieving and the abominable, who are, the, oh, I'm sorry, baby, Revelation 21, verse 8. Turn into verse 8. But, the, but the, for the cowards and the unbelieving and the abominable who are devoid of character and personal integrity and practice or tolerate immorality and murderers and sorcerers with intoxicating drugs and idolaters and occultists who practice and teach false religions and all the liars who knowingly deceive and twist truth. Their part will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. God have mercy. Please choose life everlasting. Not the second death where you will burn and burn and burn for your sin for all eternity. God have mercy. Praying that people hear this message and turn from sin and turn to righteousness. Because saints and have not a simple lifestyle no more. Turn to become saints and have a simple lifestyle no more. Amen. This is now. Hallelujah. Drop my dreams when I drop my net. No hesitation, no regret. Followed you, but that was then. And this is now. You washed my feet and you changed my name. I swore I'd never be the same. Just like the tides, I guess people change Cause that was there And it is now I wish I could go back, but I don't know how I remember when I stood my ground I swore never let you down I wanna be that man again But that was there 
It's what the Holy Spirit reveals to you. It's being the, and seeing the example of Jesus and doing what he does. Amen? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Now we'll move on. The Lord has put on Sister Brenda's heart, and she will be sharing. Make best of your life. The message, make best of your life. Hello. Hi, everybody. How to make the rest of your life the best of your life. There's no saying that you're never too old to learn. Here's one lesson that you'll never be old to learn. To teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. Psalms 90, 12. Amen. Now, what does that mean is this? Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Someone was observed in life. Someone has observed that life is like a dollar bill. You can spend it any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. Now, when you spend your money, there are really only one of two ways you can spend it. You can waste it or you can invest it. The same is true with life. Now, whether you are young or old, 60 or 6, wealthy, healthy or wealthy, or puny and poor, you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. Suppose you are starting life all over. You're old enough to know right from wrong. You're old enough to learn, old enough to love, old enough to really live. If you could Ask the Lord Jesus Christ how to make the rest of your life the best of your life. What do you think he would say? I don't, I don't think we have to wonder. I think, I know. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Amen. and all these things shall be added unto you. 633. I think. shall be added into you. I think you can summarize what Jesus said in these these words. First things first. Now, I know that sounds simple, but I want to tell you that if you, beginning today, would constantly, continuously, constantly and continuously put first things first, it would be abundantly transform your life the formula for how to do just that is found in this tremendous statement from the lips of our Lord now everything rises and falls right here if your priorities are not in order your life will not be in order either if your priorities are not right you won't be right you don't have to pray about what your number number one priority in life ought to be, you don't have to think about it. 
You don't have to discuss it. You don't have to look for it. It's already told us what our first priority ought to be. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The word seek means actively pursue or to go after. It's in the present tense. It means continuously. Every day of your life, you ought to seek first the kingdom of God. Now, in order to seek the kingdom, you must first seek the king. Because you cannot have a kingdom without a king. The first priority in your life ought to be to seek the king of the kingdom. Did you know that the Christian life is more than just accepting the Lord? It is seeking the Lord, someone you actively seek. I can tell you something about your relationship to God at this very moment without even knowing you. I can tell you as how much of God you have. All you have, you you have all, you have all of God that you want. God does not have any favorites. He does not have, in, but he does have intimates. In John 4, 8, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Amen. God has promised in his word, and ye shall seek me and find me when you shall seek for me. With all your heart. We all know that's Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. But it's not but it is not enough to seek the Lord. You must seek him first. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God. First things first means putting putting the Father first. There are three words I want to you to circle in this passage. In verse thirty, circle the word faith. In verse 32, circle the word Father. In verse 33, circle the word First. And you know the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please him. But do you know what faith is? Faith is putting the Father first. Let me tell you something. Of something. Jesus does not want a place in your life. Jesus does not even want prominence in your life. Jesus wants preeminence in your life. Jesus wants the first moment of every day. Jesus wants the day of every week. Jesus wants the first part of every paycheck. He wants to be first. The the Lord Jesus Christ is not interested in being the first runner-up in your beauty contest. He wants, he is not interested in being vice president in your corporation. He is not interested in being second in command in your army. He wants to be the king on the throne of your heart. Amen. Not a co-partner in a duplex. But not only are we to seek the king, we ought to seek the kingdom. The kingdom of God ought to be the obsession of your life. The word kingdom there literally means rule or reign. The kingdom is a place where the king rules. To seek the kingdom of God is to seek the rule and the reign of God over your entire life. Now, when you truly seek a king, 
and you truly seek his kingdom, you are automatically seeking for three things. First of all, you are seeking for the glory of the king. Every part and parcel of your life, every minute and moment of your time, every ounce and pound of your strength, every muscle and fiber of your body ought to be given for the glory of God. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, Amen. do First Corinthians 10, 30, 31. But it means also to seek for the guidance of the king. A loyal subject always wants to do whatever the king would have him to do. There is no higher calling in life than to find out that your king wants done and then to do it. Every morning of your life, you ought to be, begin by asking the Lord, Lord Jesus, what Paul asked the Lord Jesus on, the, on that Damascus road when he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? But it also means to government of the king. A loyal subject desires to be controlled by the king, to be governed by the king, to be ruled by the king. Someone might say, why are you talking about slavery? <coughs> Excuse me. May I tell you that the greatest liberty in the world is found in being controlled by the right master. Has it, it, has it ever occurred to you that if, if your will was that God's will would always be done in your life, then your will would be always be done? I heard about a woman who was deathly sick, came to visit her and asked her whether she wanted to live or to die. And she said, I just want whatever pleases God, the neighbor said. Well, what if God were to refer the matter to you? What would you What would you choose? And she said, if God were to refer the matter to me, I would just refer the matter back to him. <laughs> the lady had her priorities in the right order. Amen. You can believe this or not, but it would rather be it would rather be better to die in the will of God than to live outside the will of God. Amen. Amen. Not only are we to seek his kingdom, we are to seek his righteousness. Amen. That is, not only are we to be seeking God's control over us, but we are also to be seeking God's character within us. The kingdom of God is not only to be inward experienced, it is to be outwardly expressed. Amen. You see... If God is ruling over you, then his righteousness will be within you. Because a man's character is simple, simply the outward expression of what, whatever is controlling him inward. Faith, faith has always been its fruit. Conduct. Proverbs twenty twelve tells us, The hearing ear and the seeing eye the Lord has made even both of them. You see, as we seek the kingdom of God, people ought to be able to see the kingdom in us. Okay? Amen. Uh, 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 
Let me read that one again because I want y'all to grasp this. You see, as we seek the kingdom of God, people ought to be able to see the kingdom in us. We are never going to make a difference in this world until we see a difference in us. Until the world sees a difference in us. Um, How do you pronounce that man's name again? Nitsky. Nitsky, the German philosopher who was, was the philosophical founder of the Nazi movement in Germany. He was the first man in history to be to to come to the conclusion that he came to the conclusion by looking at Christianity. Do you know what he said about Christians? He said, if you want me to believe in your redeemer, you're going to have to look a little more redeemed. The real mark of a Christian is that he makes it easier for others to believe in God. Now, what does it mean to seek the righteousness of God? We must desire it. We do what we really want to do, and we are what we really want to be, Jesus said. We want to be. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after right, desire to be right to do right, to live right, just as much as a hungry man desires food and a thirsty man desires water. Next, we must, we must derive, de, derive it, derive it, derive it. We are to seek his righteousness. God is not interested in our righteousness. He is only interested in his righteousness. God is not interested in what you can do for him. He is interested in what he can do through you. Amen. It will be be a great day when you learn the difference between self-righteousness and the Savior's righteousness. Amen. That's so true these days. That is so true these days. Just like it was with the Pharisees and what Jesus did when we're dealing with those kind of people now. Amen. Paul, after he was saved, made this one of his goals in his life. He said in Philippians 3, 9, that he wanted to and be found in him, not having mind own righteousness, which is of the law, but of that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Amen. Now, I want you to learn a lesson without about righteousness. Righteousness before it can be imparted. Like, let me make it more simple. Before you can live it, God must give it. That is exactly why Jesus came and Jesus died, that we might have the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, but we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Next, we must depict it. We are to live like the kingdom subject. Will Rogers said, we are to live in such a way that we would not be ashamed to sell the family parrot 
to the town gossip. My husband didn't get that either, so I'm sorry. I, 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 I know. Yeah. I said, Will Rogers said this. We ought to live in such a way that that we would not be ashamed to sell the family parrot to the town gossip. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That, 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 that and you know, at this house, he would. At this house. Now, the Lord says that if you you will seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all things shall be added unto you. Amen. Now, you what know. things has the Lord, was the Lord referring to? He was talking about all things that people worry about. Right. In verse 19, we were told that people worry about finances. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust that's corrupt, but where thieves break through and steal, who worry about food. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought in your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet your what for your body. What shall you put on? It is not the life more than meat and bodies in a remnant. And in 27, we are told that people worry about fitness. Which of you, by taking, taking through, though, can add one cubic unto his stature? And in verse 28, we are told that people worry about fashion. Why take you thought for remnant? Consider the lilies of the fields, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Now, all these things are things that we need. That's why the Lord said in verse 32, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what that ye have need of all things. Now the Lord has promised that if you will seek his kingdom, first his kingdom and his righteousness, you will have all the things you need. Now, I, it did, I did not say that you will have necessity necessary the things that you want I'm convinced there are four lessons parents are to teach their children early and that and it would be good for even some adults to relearn first of all you don't need everything you want I wish I had a, all the money back that I had spent in my life on things that I wanted and I really didn't need Second lesson is you don't want everything you need. I never wanted one whipping that I ever got, but I needed every one of them. Third lesson is God doesn't give us everything we want. I, for one, am so glad that he doesn't. One of the greatest blessings of God is found in those things that he doesn't give us. I read one time the confession of an unknown Confederate 
soldier that tremendously blessed me. Listen, I asked the Lord for strength that I might achieve. I was made weak that I might learn humbly to obey. I asked God for health that I might do greater things. I was given infirmity that I might do better things. I asked for riches that I might be happy. I was given poverty that I might be wise. I asked for power that I might have submen. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I got nothing I asked for, but everything that I hoped for. I almost despised myself. My unspoken prayer were answered. I am among all men mostly rich, richly blessed. Amen. The last lesson is God always gives us what we need. I heard about two store, stores that were about that were across the street from each other. Highly competitive, always trying to give get ahead. The manager of one store came out one day and nailed a great big sign over the front of the store that says, if you want it, I have it. Well, the manager from the other store walked across out and saw the sign, thought about it a few moments, went back in the store a while back later with a sign and nailed over his store and said, if we don't have it, you don't need it. I can tell you something right now. No matter what you may think, if you don't have it, it's because God knows at this point in your life you don't need it. You see, what the Lord is trying to teach us here was this. It is our job to serve by us. Now, most people have, have this backwards. Most people think it is our job to supply us and it is God's job to serve us. If they could, they would sing the old hymn this way. I'll have my own way, Lord. I'll have my own way. I'll be the potter. You be the clay. I'll mold you and make you after you after my will. Only you are waiting, yielded, and still. It is exactly that attitude that cuts off the blessing from God. You see, in a real sense, we have been called to live from to mouth, but that's all right if it's his hand in my mouth. I heard about a missionary who was getting ready to embark to go away on a foreign country. As he was getting in his ship, just going up the gangway, a friend of his, who was a very wealthy person, came to him and slipped an envelope in his hand that was sealed. His friend said, you take this envelope, and if, if you have any time while you're on overseas, you come to the place where you are have exhausted every possibility, and you don't know where else to turn, and you have, have a need that you cannot be met anywhere else, open the envelope. Well, the missionary took the envelope, thanking him, and put it in his pocket. And he stayed on that mission field for 20 years. At the end of 20 years, he came back home, walked down the same 
a gangplank, met the same wealthy friend, and he returned the envelope back to the man, still sealed, still unopened, and he said, never did I come to a place where I did not know where to turn nor what to do. Do you do you want to make the rest of your life the best of your life? Allow Jesus to be the, your Lord every moment for him, and he will take care of the rest. Amen. Hallelujah. What a powerful word. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the Lord is speaking tonight. Despite my lovely wife and sister in the says, he's speaking in still small voice as loud as a trumpet. Amen. Amen. Great are you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Great are you, Lord.
Amen. 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 All right. This one right here. I want to tell y'all right now. This is speaking to my heart that I want y'all, everyone, to listen closely and to proclaim this. God, proclaim this. Deliverance. Proverbs. Twenty-one. I mean, eleven. Twenty-one. Though hand join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished, but the seed of the righteousness shall be delivered. It was the first Passover in the land of Goshen. In the early evening, thousands of Israeli Israeli men dipped in the lamb's blood. And applied it to the upper doorposts and the two sides of their home. The destroyer would visit Egypt that night, and every firstborn son would die. But God promised his people, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The next day, wells were heard all over the land. The Egyptian sons were slain. The great, the, and great grief like swelling waters from the Nile flowed through the streets. But the Israelites' sons were delivered. The men of Israel had no idea of their act of applying lamb's blood in nature. Prophetic, prophetic. They were actually making the sign of the cross, prophesying another lamb yet to become who would deliver his people from death, not only physically, but spiritually and eternally as well. In a, in, in a way similar to the great, grand biblical event of Exodus, we must mark our homes, claiming the blood of Jesus as a protective covering over our seed. As many young people succumb to the deadly influences of a society that is becoming increasingly evil, it is it is our responsibility as parents to make a prayerful, prayerful prophetic statement in our homes that heaven will have. Here's our prayer declaration. I am going to add my children their spouses, and their, and their children. Lord God, there are many deadly influences around my children. The world system, which is dominated by the evil one, will destroy the souls of children who are, who are unprotected. But I claim Amen. the blood of Jesus Hallelujah. over my home yes, Lord. and the homes of my offspring. I believe that Joshua, Emma, Scotty, April, Jessica, Bobby, Veronica, their spouses, and their children will be preserved from the 
from evil, for the eye of the Lord is in those who keep his mercy to deliver their soul from death. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hello, God. It's me. Hello, God. It is me. I love that song.
Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. His presence is so real tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, brothers and sisters, this is the time that as we talked about in the messages and you heard the Apostle Paul and Peter, that we are to pray for the saints. We are pray for the saints. Amen? Pray for the saints. Hallelujah. So anybody have any prayer requests? Praise God. Hallelujah. I already have one from Sister Marietta. Hallelujah. And, and then in the one of press, and the Lord oppressed on my heart as Sister Brenda was sharing that prayer decoration that we continually pray for the applied blood of Jesus over our children and family. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for the applied blood of Jesus over our children and family. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests here? Amen. Amen. For salvation. Amen. 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 I got it. Salvation. <laughs> mm, we'll pray for them. Continue. We have her continue praying for the brethren. Amen. Uh, brother Kowell, uh any any uh, doors open or anything for a job yet, brother? Is the Lord still providing for you? I know he is, but I mean, you was talking about praying for a new job. Do we need to continue to pray, or has God opened the door for you, brother? Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, keep continue to praying, then, brother. Keep praying for you. Uh, uh, the Lord open a door for a new job for you. Amen. We need to go, to the Lord, in prayer, brothers, sisters. Hallelujah. Such a presence and peace that the Lord has brought over the Lord's hour tonight. That it's such a humbling message about when it talks about sinners and the destination for them and of joy and rejoicing for all who've called upon the name of the Lord and for their destiny in heaven. Amen. 
Father, we thank you and just praise you. We come before you in the name of Jesus, Lord. There is many prayer requests. There is many hurting hearts. Lord, we pray for each a brother and sister in Christ, Lord. And these ones I was writing down even as uh, we got started here. We pray for uh, Sister Brenda's uh, client, Stephen. We pray for healing, Lord. We pray that what man cannot do, you can. Lord, they can't even figure it out. They're so confused and caught up in their worldly wisdom, they don't know the truth. And, Lord, I pray that you would intervene and heal this young man in the name of Jesus and that it will be a profound witness and testimony to his parents and himself that God is alive and Jesus is the great physician. Father, we pray for my manager, uh, uh, manager uh, Robert and his family as we uh, as his grandmother has passed. And, Lord, we pray for comfort and peace, and we pray that they see that this means there is life and death, and that you better be right with God, not by religion, but by Jesus, the Savior. Lord, bring it to their hearts and mind. They need you, Lord Jesus. They need you. And, Lord, we, we pray for healing and strength for my uh, supervisor, Jason's arm and shoulder, Lord, as he's been fighting this. I pray that you would bring healing that it would bring him back close to you like he was when he was young. Lord, that he will come back close to you as you would touch him with your healing hand. And I pray for, Lord, against the spirit addiction of cigarette smoking too, Lord, that you break this over him in the name of Jesus, that you would bring him to his knees and know he needs you in his life and his family's life. Father, we pray for Jessica and Skylar. We pray for wisdom and direction and protection in the name of Jesus, Father. And we pray for our lost loved ones. And we pray for salvation through you, Lord Jesus. Father God, we pray for peace for Jerusalem and Israel. And we pray for the Jewish people that they would seek out you, Almighty One, Yahweh, Father God. And you, Lord Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, for the Messiah has come. Hallelujah. Don't be looking for a Messiah coming. He has come. Hallelujah. And receive him in the name of Jesus out there. Hallelujah. We pray for the ministries that are ministries to the lost, to the Jews in Israel. We pray for the ministries that we support. And, Lord, hear the good report. What are you doing for the Messianic Jews that are sharing the truth of Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah? Lord, we pray against the fires in Canada, O oh Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would intervene with your mighty hand and power, and you would bring down your rain and downpour, O oh Lord to stop these these uh, uh, fires, Lord, in your mighty name. Lord Jesus, we pray for Sis Marietta and her family for Mother's Day. As one will be uh, missing, in a, one will, uh, missing is gone to be with the Lord. One chair will be empty. Lord, we pray for comfort and peace. And Lord, we pray that you would bring knowledge and wisdom that they need to seek out and get right with you so they can be with the one who's missing, who's in the presence of the Lord. And the only way that they can be that way is through you, Lord Jesus. Salvation to Sis Marietta's house and to her husband and her son and nephew and all the family in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, for all of us who are missing our mothers, who are there with you, Lord. Father, we pray for comfort and peace and that we miss them. And we want to see them again and hug them. Oh, Lord, we pray for that day. 
Hallelujah to your name. Father, we pray for the applied blood of Jesus over our children and our family in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And that you would protect them from the evil one and protect them from the wisdom of men, Lord. And protect them from religion, Lord. And protect them from all the, the things, the distractions, and, and all the technology that's out of the pit of hell, too, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray and lift up our family for salvation. And, Lord, we pray for salvation for the households. Lord, just like we pray and claim the same thing for the Philippian jailer and for Cornelius in the book of Acts, we pray for salvation for our household. Not just us, Lord, but the whole household, I pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for Mr. 2262 and for his uncle who's recovering. And, Lord, that he needs salvation, too. That maybe his body, his body's being healed, but his heart needs to be held through you, Lord Jesus. And Father, we pray for missionaries. We pray for the brethren who go out and share the message. Bring the light to the lost all over the world, Lord, that you would bless them, watch over and protect them, Lord, and that you would help them as they do the mission you have called them to do. And Lord, we give you all the glory and praise tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you have shown the difference, the contrast. As your word shows clearly, there is a life of sinning and there is a life of being righteous. And Lord, the contrast, two choices. There is either heaven or there is hell. There's no in-between. There is no purgatory. It's either you're in heaven or you're in hell. Absent from the body is in the presence of the Lord. Absent in the body of a sinner is in the presence of of the devil in hell. God have mercy. Lord, it's very clear, and I pray people make the true right choice, and that is you, for you are the righteous one, and we give you all the glory and praise. Hallelujah. And brothers and sisters, I would leave this song with you tonight. Know that by the blood of Jesus, you are whiter than snow, that your garments for the wedding feast, for the Marriage supper of the Lamb are white, pure, and clean. Clean. You are clean in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You're clean. You're clean. I just
touched your hearts, and I pray that people have come to Christ through it. It's very clear. There's only two destinies. There's only two places, two ways to go. Either you go with Jesus in the way, to, a way of righteousness into the path of life into heaven, or you follow your own, your own path. You follow the path of the evil one, the fallen one, the prideful one, the deceiver, the beast, the Antichrist, and it will lead you right to the pit of hell in the final uh, judgment, the second death, the lake of fire. That's by the word of God, and his word is truth, and it will perform, and it will happen because the Lord God has said so. So I pray you make the right choice. We plead with you. Come to Jesus. 
you don't know anything about life until you have Jesus in your life. Because he is the one that will make your life worth living. And you'll be at peace and you can sleep at peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Well, Shalom, we love you all. Prayers and with the saint, in the sounds of the saint, glory to God. Shalom, shalom all. Good night. Hallelujah, baby. We do have our roles. You're right. We have been called to be encouragers. Brother Paul's been called to be a watchman and to share what God is showing him. Amen? But you got to be careful in that. you got to watch that point where you don't get too distracted by things of this world. And you can. You can. I know people's got to be warned and understand what's going on. Oh, man, it was very anointed. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.